0: East Lansing. This is City Pulse on the air. Joining you now, your editor-in-chief of the Lansing City Pulse, Burl Schwartz. Hello, this is arts editor Skylar Ashley filling in for Burl Schwartz. On today's show, we'll learn more about cryptocurrency and non-fungible tokens, aka NFTs, forms of digital currency that are taking over the internet. But first, we'll listen to Kyle Kaminsky's interview with Frank Tinganelli, the owner of Detroit Frankie's Wood Fired Oven, a delicious pizza place that was recently sold to Saddleback Barbecue. We'll learn all the details about the restaurant's transition now that it is under new management. Let's check that out this is kyle kaminsky managing editor at city pulse here with frank tignanelli
1: the soon-to-be former owner of detroit frankie's pizza who decided this month to sell his two lansing locations to the folks at saddleback barbecue they plan to launch slice by saddleback over on McGaldy lane off saginaw highway on lansing's far west side before the end of the year slice by saddleback has a soft opening in january The last day of the existing operations of Detroit Frankie's is set for Thursday, December 23rd, at which point Frank will presumably sail off into a well-deserved retirement. Frank, thanks for joining me today, and congratulations on your upcoming retirement. This is Kyle Kaminsky, Managing Editor at City Pulse, here with Frank Tignanelli, the soon-to-be former owner of Detroit Frankie's Pizza, who decided this month to sell his two Lansing locations to the folks at Saddleback Barbecue. They plan to launch Slice by Saddleback over on Galdy Lane off Saginaw Highway on Lansing's far west side before the end of next year, or before the end of this year, uh, and Slice by Saddleback has a soft opening in January. The last day of the existing operations at Detroit Frankie is Thursday, December 23rd, at which point Frank will presumably be sailing off into a well-deserved retirement. Frank, thanks for joining me today, and congratulations on your upcoming retirement.
2: Yeah, thanks, Kyle, and you're welcome, to and, uh, how, good to be here,
1: man. How long have you been in the pizza business? I assume you've been learning to spin dough before you learned to tie your shoes.
2: Um, over 50 years now. You know, family, uh, grandparents were in the business for years and my mom and dad were both in the business and I've been doing it 50 years and, and, uh, it's been a good life. I had a lot of fun.
1: What sparked your interest in pizza? Just following the family line? Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much after high school and not really having a plan. And my dad owned a pizza shop in Clare County. And uh, I, I started making pizzas, and I liked it. And end ended up making a career out of it, you know. And, and uh, it's been a good good life, good good way to go, man.
1: When did you first open uh, Detroit Frankie's in Lansing? I understand that you didn't always have that storefront on uh, off Saginaw there.
2: No, well, that was on Oakland and Cedar in uh, March of 2014.
1: And so walk me through the backstory. Are you from Detroit? What brought you to Lansing?
2: Um, I grew up in Detroit on the east side in uh, in the sixties, you know, graduated from high school in 72, mm-hmm. Denby High School, and then um, moved up north where my mom and dad they had a pizza shop. And anyways, the way I ended up in lansing is I worked for a company, a tomato cannery out in California. And uh, I was a regional regional rep for Michigan, mm-hmm. and I needed a, I needed a middle spot to, to be, and Lansing was it. Sure. And uh, here I am.
1: So you go by the name Detroit Frankie, but these aren't your traditional Detroit-style pizzas, right? I, walk me through this, the style and what sets these pies apart from others over the years.
2: Uh, well, yeah, these are... Um, like uh, Connecticut, Frank Pepe's or New York, you know, the thin crust, uh, they, they cook at 725 degrees for three minutes. So so uh, it's, a, it's a crispy pizza, right. you know, Detroit style in the, in the old blue pan, the auto, automotive pan. And, you know, it's thick and it's more of a, what we would always call a C- Sicilian style.
1: How did you get acquainted with the folks at Saddleback, and and how did you decide that they were the best ones to carry the torch, so to speak?
2: Well, I think Matt's always shown an interest in it. You know, since I've been there, he's always always bought the dough balls. He's always liked making pizzas at home, Mm -hmm. and uh, he, he has a passion for what he does, and I think he's a good guy to carry it on.
1: So for our listeners, I can objectively say that Detroit Frankie's has been turning out some of the best, uh, most delicious pies in Lansing. The shop's long been a personal favorite of mine, and I think I speak for a good chunk of the city when I say that this is bittersweet news. Bitter in that you're leaving, but sweet, however, in that the pizza that we've all come to know and love isn't supposed to be changing a whole lot. Is is that right?
2: That's that's right. I mean, I, I agree with that. I think it's actually going to get better, you know, because I'm old school. Everything I do is, you know, it's like an old pizza shop right. where we're, it'll be updated a little bit, a little more uh, media friendly, probably. Hmm. And uh, the same good pizza, you know, they, they know the same dough recipe, same sauce recipe, and uh, they've got the same oven.
1: So you and your staff have been working closely with them to uh, impart the pizza wisdom in the, the final well, yeah. weeks here?
2: we we have and they've been doing really well i'm impressed with them
1: how important was that to you to to maintain some of the consistency in the product
2: very important i mean you know if they want to um brag about who showed them it's very important right you know i
1: also understand that all of your employees were able to keep their jobs
2: that's correct yeah every one of them um you know just c- continue as as it was you know they're uh changing the name, but pretty much everything's
1: exactly the same, you know, and the way it should be. How many people did Saddleback hire from your staff?
2: Um, Seven or eight. I think seven. Seven, I think it is.
1: Awesome. And so there's another storefront that's part of this deal, the location that used to be connected to the Good Truck and Diner over at 3135 South Pennsylvania Avenue. What's the plan for that space? Well,
2: I don't I don't know, you know, but I, I from from a couple of things I hear, it sounds like it's gonna be pretty good. Okay. But uh they're they're gonna take one step at a time, I'm sure, you know, and, and start start with the west side and they've got the soft opening, it's December twenty eighth, mm-hmm. and uh and and they're gonna do fine and then they'll take the next step and go down to the south store.
1: So, what's your personal plan for now? Are you going to stay involved with the industry, or are you going to go on a, an extended fishing trip here? What's the well, retirement I, plan?
2: I've got a, I've got a couple mobile ovens, you know, so I'm always going to make pizzas. But probably now it'll be more in, uh, you know, up north, maybe for my granddaughter's ball teams, hmm. and uh, just, just feeding, feeding the crowd, you know.
1: Sure. Any parting words for Lansing?
2: Uh, It's been a great ride, man. Great ride. One of the best. I will never forget being here, that's for sure.
1: Well, Frank Tignanelli, everybody. Thanks again for taking the time. Uh, Frank will be around the shop on the Lane until at least Thursday, December 23rd, if you want to stop in and get one last authentic Frankie-made pie and say goodbye. I'm Kyle Kaminsky, managing editor at City Pulse, and as always, thanks for tuning in and a tasty ride at that. Frank Tignanelli, everybody. Thanks again for taking the time. Frank will be around the shop on Magaldi Lane until at least Thursday, December 23rd, if you want to stop in and get one last authentic Frankie-made pie and say your goodbyes. I'm Kyle Kaminsky, Managing Editor at City Pulse, and as always, thanks for tuning in.
0: Thanks, Kyle. You're listening to city pulse on the air on 88.9 fm the impact i'm arts editor skylar ashley the fledge a multi-purpose community center here in lansing located on eureka street is always up to something interesting its founder jerry norris is a bit of a cryptocurrency guru i talked with him about the fledges involvement with crypto as well as the series of classes he's going to start leading which will be a sort of introductory course to cryptocurrency and NFTs or non-fungible tokens. To learn more, simply look up the Fledge on Facebook. Let's listen to that interview right now.
3: So why don't we start there? T- tell me all about it. Tell me how it started. You know what it is. Uh, tell me the whole thing.
0: Okay.
4: So uh, since the beginning of the Fledge, we've been involved in crypto too, but only on the like we had a Bitcoin ATM. We were buying Bitcoin and Ethereum and some of the popular coins back then. Um, We did get in early, so we were able to build a nice list of assets. Um, So when it went up to its high peaks, we always made a little bit of money, but we always reinvested it back into it. Um, But we never did anything uh, that was developing our own coin, our own ecosystem, and our own use cases, we were always looking at the other coins, and there were a lot of things we didn't like, like there's a lot of ills associated with crypto, from environmental impact to the way that crypto is pumped and dumped and really can hurt people that get in late. There are predatory things where people are told to send somebody Bitcoin for You know, a car that they're buying and then the car never shows up and you can't get the money back. So there's a lot of things that are bad about the crypto ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And we always thought it could be used for good. And so so we created. Oh, well, to make our own coin is to kind of define what that coin can be used for, how speculation will work. And to tie it to something that's called a Decentralized Autonomous Organization, or a DAO, and that's the important piece of what our work has been. Um, But you need a token first to kind of get that rolling, and that's a a token and coin are interchangeable here. And so anybody who possesses one or more fledge coin, which is about a dollar's worth, they can participate in the DAO and the DAO has money backing it that has come from the sale of our NFTs or percentages of events or uh, studio recording time, things like that, that we put actual fiat money into the system and we pair the fledge coin with different coins that are, available on exchanges so people can buy and sell fledgecoin if they want to
3: can you um sell fledgecoin and use that to buy other coins like bitcoin or dogecoin
4: yeah it's not a direct pair yet so we're not paired with bitcoin but we're Mm. paired with another coin that is paired with bitcoin what if that makes sense so it is matic it's the polygon network and it's M A T I C. Yes. Okay. So um, so people who own Matic can buy Fledgecoin and people can trade Fledgecoin for Matic. And if and you have if Matic to, you can
3: Yeah. You could do this. Yes.
4: Yep. Right.
3: When did um Fledgecoin launch?
4: Fledgecoin first launched, um on January fifth of twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so, we've gone through three iterations.
3: so now tell me about um the n f t happy hour. Tell me about the n f t stuff
4: Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening in the n f t space right now, and some of them are good and some of them are bad and because of the potential return on the investment, there are a lot of people who are interested in either producing their own NFTs or acquiring NFTs that might gain in value. And what we think is happening is that people are missing the entire point of what NFTs are.
3: So there
4: were, well, the entire point of NFTs is that yes it is a digital image in almost every case it can be an audio file or a video file but it's what is behind that image that is important. So for example, um when you buy when you buy a car from somebody, right, you're buying it, you know, you saw a picture and that picture exists. That's not very important. But when you give them your money, they give you the title and the proof of ownership. But they also give you something else, and that is the keys. So you get the keys and the title, and that is how you really realize your ownership of the car. And with an NFT, to me, the digital image is just a uh, happenstance. It's something that we have to identify and click on. But what's behind that digital image is something called an unlockable, which is future value for the NFT. So for example, if you bought a Fledge fly, we might announce one day that anybody who owns a Fledge fly can come to every show for 2022. Uh-huh. All right. And they wouldn't have to pay for anything. Or if you own a Fledge fly and you own a, um, NFT that represents something we're calling proof of competency. And I'm getting complicated and I'm sorry, Skylar. But the proof of competency might be that you've been trained on how to open up and shut down the studio. So if you have a fly and that NFT, then you have access to unlocking the door that is the studio. And if we integrate that in with our calendar. Yeah, go ahead.
3: What what's a fledge fly?
4: A fledge fly is our first NFT. That is, uh-huh. what's something that's called a PFP, which is basically iterative art. So we have ten thousand unique flies that we're selling for about seven dollars each.
3: That's like the lions and the monkeys that you see.
4: Yes, exactly, exactly mm-hmm. that. Um, And those flies will all, because it was our first project, as we go through the ecosystem, they will always have different features added to them that allow people to have access to things um, that they wouldn't have if they had that coin. So, for example, we're building a fledge in the metaverse, and people that have NFTs will have automatic access to many things. And this is Metaverse, called... web Re- new
3: Facebook thing they're developing, right?
4: Well, yeah, we're not using Facebook. Uh, we're using something called Decentraland. And we're looking at a few others. We'll probably have fledges in multiple metaverses.
3: But those are those virtual reality yes. virtual media platforms, right?
4: Yes. hmm
3: Um, Can you define ecosystem for me?
4: Ecosystem? Yeah. Is that what you said? Um, Yeah, it would be the – I'll start with the definition and see if you want me to peel it down a little bit. But it is the, the people, the infrastructure, the resources, the systems all involved in our crypto space. So what that kind of looks like is we have a coin. We have our decentralized autonomous organization, which is the governance of our coin. We have the NFTs, which are the keys to the the building or access to our resources, if you will.
3: So the access um, is and we, basically yeah. all of the digital components. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, I guess another question I have for you Um from your perspective, um, can you explain the importance of, say, cryptocurrency and NSP to people that have no idea what this is all about, why they care?
4: Yeah, I think that the reason that they should care is because we've seen everything become digital I mean, money is pretty much digital already. We've got Cash App. We've got credit cards. We've got all these different things that don't require us to hand somebody a dollar bill. And the economy is moving and getting more and more and more digital by the day. And eventually, cryptocurrency is going to prove to be the right um, solution for this. Because you cannot counterfeit it. It is traceable. Everybody thinks that you can hide and do all these criminal things and hide your money and all of that. It is very traceable. You can, you know, take a dollar bill and I could go buy whatever I wanted on Kalamazoo and that dollar bill could go buy a gun and that all of those things could happen and nobody would see those transactions. But in the crypto world, anybody can see those transactions I as a as a regular person though I can't see who it who that person is but the people like Coinbase can the FBI can the IRS can you know they have access to this data um crypto's not the wild wild west that everybody thinks it is and it's not being used the way it was when it was getting its bad name from silk road where people were having people killed or buying or whatever it was so
3: you think it's actually a very safe way of exchanging money
4: one of the safest if you're careful it's the person that makes the mistake they write their password down they send bitcoin to someone they don't really know um they get uh they leave their computer open on their wallet and somebody transfers you know that uh, those types of things are the the human right now is the weak point in almost all cases. Now there are some bugs in programs. Like we had twenty of our flies stolen for uh, fifteen cents because they found a flaw in our contract. That was our the bug, and we we were the ones that lost the money. You know, uh-huh. but we so didn't really. They still paid us something.
3: Yeah. <laughs> So, really, my final question is um, tell me about the NFT Happy Hour event. What, what's going to happen?
4: I am going to go through the uh, a little bit of the history of the Fledge so that people know what causes we're trying to battle and what our mission is. But then we will get into... The very basics of crypto, which is blockchain and smart contracts, so we'll define that and talk about that for a little bit. We will talk about NFTs and all of the popular uh, you know things like you said, like the apes or the punks or whatever. And then we will talk about the true value of NFTs. And I'm going to use uh, my vaccination card as an example. I'm going to use a title from a car. I'm going to use a title from a house and Mm -hmm. how transactions, um, how there's methods developed in uh, states like Wyoming, where you can put the title of your house as an NFT. Then you sell your NFT to somebody and they own your house. And that's the real use. That's the future use that is going to streamline so many things in our financial systems and virtually break the banks
0: that about wraps things up for us here on city pulse on the air on 88.9 fm the impact to learn more about the fledge and cryptocurrency and nfts look up the fledge on facebook shouldn't be too hard to find from wdbm east lansing This is City Pulse on the Air.